Hello everyone and welcome back to another podcast. Now, if you are a student athlete, I'm sure that you guys have definitely encountered some form of injury that's related to sports, you know, uh, a sprained ankle, uh, a torn ligament or something like that, you know. And during games, how, how, many guys, how many times do you guys like push through and like try to like deal with the injury and everything? I mean, I mean that was like back then when you were young <laughs> and whatnot. Lah. T- today, um, as student athletes, we have all experienced one or more things of the, the above mentioned. And we're going to be discussing these issues with our guest today, Benjamin Chong. Hello. Uh, former primary school friend of mine and uh, yeah. also an ex-gymnast uh, for uh, Malaysia who has participated in four Sukmas and is currently really active in many different sports and is currently uh, pursuing physiotherapy in London. So let's get right into the podcast. Okay. Now, <laughs> Ben, why physiotherapy in the first place? It's a good question. So initially during A-levels, I thought that I would do medicine. And I think for a lot of people here, medicine is generally the the first choice because well, right. our parents usually say so. But <laughs> the typical Asian parents. Yeah, right? pretty yeah. much. But um, my mom gave me the flexibility to kind of choose because she she medicine is quite a long course. It's usually five, sometimes six years. Yeah. And so it's it's quite a lot of money as well. It's a lot of time invested to try and get to where you want to be. And so in other words, I kind of thought, is there another way to kind of get around that? Because my end goal is to still help people. And I genuinely have a will to just do so. And as an athlete, I mean, physio is pretty much one of the go-to places whenever you get an injury, right? Whether it's like a shoulder injury, you, you've, you've, something's gone wrong with your knee. So I thought, why not just give that a shot and see see where that takes me? And here I am. <laughs> now, I mean, you mentioned that medicine is actually generally pretty expensive and it's a pretty long course to study. Yeah. But how long is does it take to study physio? So physio is anywhere between three and four years, depending on the country and where you study. Mm-hmm. In the UK, it's three years and an extra two years if you want to pursue a master's. But sometimes they have this thing called integrated master's where they merge the two together, so it's, it's just a four-year flat-out course and you, you graduate with master's. But I imagine it's pretty extensive. Oh yeah, it's they put everything together. very intensive. Yikes. Pretty much know like, everything a medic would know, except that we get paid less because we do 10% less. Is, so, it, a, is, is it a drastic change? <laughs> pretty much. I mean, we learn the same things a doctor does because right. we need to be able to understand what a doctor says, right? Mm-hmm. If someone gets referred to by a doctor, we need to understand their notes mm-hmm. and we need to be able to treat based on the doctor's recommendations. So if, if we don't know what the doctor's talking about, then we can't do our job either. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, moving on into like the injuries part, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think are the causes of like injuries among like, student athletes? Like maybe common causes or what you've seen so far and everything. Ooh, well, commonly, I think it really is, it goes down to what sport you play. Right. So, like, say if you were a footballer, then typically you'd see more knee-calf-based injuries. So maybe, like, your, 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 your patella bone gets dislocated or your ACL gets damaged or maybe your Achilles tendon that gets hurt. Whereas if you were, say, a badminton player, a baseball player, you might see more shoulder injuries because that's the kind of motion that we do. Mm, right. So, yeah. Now, I mean, uh, you've done gymnastics, right? Yeah. For a very long part of your life. It's pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. You're like, my whole life knowing you, I'm <laughs> the gymnastics guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, what are common injuries for you, actually, when doing gymnastics? Well, to me, because I tend to specialize in more upper body motions, in like the pommel horse and the bars, mm-hmm. so my injuries were, techni- 
always more towards the shoulder, especially my left shoulder. Okay. Don't know why my left shoulder, but that's how it happened. So I would always have physio every week f- to strengthen my shoulder to try and hopefully take that burden off whatever injury has happened. Right. Okay. Uh, and what what can be done? You know, when you get injuries, or how how do you try and prevent these sort of things from happening? Maybe like you can speak for generally, and then you can specify into like other sports and whatnot. Yeah. Um, really, really good question there. It's quite a big topic, actually. Mm. Uh, in terms of general prevention, I, I, I think it's it's quite almost kind of common advice that you hear all around, but it really is true. Like having a good warm-up practice, you know, make sure that all your body, your, like each part of your body is warm and it's used to the motion that you're going to do. And also, you know, progressively get into the exercise. Don't immediately yeah yeah. exactly like if you're gonna if you do weightlifting don't Mm -hmm. go and bench like 150 kilos right off the bat because if your body can't take it then that's when injuries happen right but if you were to you know slowly take it up you know maybe do a few bicep curls a bit of shoulder exercises a Mm -hmm. bit of rotation then maybe then you can kind of build your body up to it and your Mm -hmm. body's prime and ready to go Mm -hmm. almost like how like if you were to like lock and load a gun same thing you need to prime it first before doing it Mm -hmm. so in that same sense so one warm up two cool down would be very important as well to make sure that your body is is it knows that it's rested because if not it will continue to be in this active state mm-hmm. and then when it fatigues that's when you start getting stuff like cramps you start having your muscle aches and so, all that so like uh stuff like stretching and exactly stretching or just you know slowly kind of winding down so if you were if you did if you're like a sprinter and you did like 100 meters all the time right then a good practice would just be to have a nice walk around like the track and field just to l- lower that intensity down mm. again so yeah. anything that like tones it down it's uh very welcome for humans definitely down. definitely and also i think all in all you need to know your own body okay so while this is good advice in general practice you know your body best so if you feel like your body needs more time to warm up, by all means do so. If you think your body needs more time to cool down, if it needs more time to get ready, that's fine as well because we just want to make sure that we are safe. Mm. Right? Rest is also really important, I find. Like, this is for like after we do our activities and whatnot, right? Well, during and after as well. So because well, I started rock climbing quite recently mm-hmm. and what I found was not only was it quite a social sport, mm-hmm. but you couldn't like do multiple climbs at once without fatiguing really quickly and once you hit that point you can't do anything anymore so take some breaks in between yeah like maybe you know one or two sets and then take a break right rest for a little bit you know get your body get your let your body like reduce that lactic content that you have in you Mm -hmm. lactic lactate lactate Lactic acid. Yeah, lactic, lactic acid. acid. <laughs> That's the one. So yeah, you know, get let your body rest, catch its breath, and then go again. And also, as you said, after, uh, like after exercise, generally yes, rest obviously, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to give your body more time to rest. Right. It and sounds weird to say, but don't 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 be afraid to give yourself give yourself more time. So, say if people tell you, oh, let's go for football, and then two days later, basketball, another two days later, volleyball. While it is great to, to do all these activities consecutively, mm-hmm. but if you think your body needs time to rest, you should, I think that should take priority. Right. Because then you know your body is rested and it's ready to go again. Mm. It's, like, it's almost like a car, right? You can't just push it 
constantly, constantly yeah. without having to service it after a while because it will wear and tear really quickly. And that's quite a, a common theme we, we find with injuries as well. Another thing I, I, I noticed actually is like a lot of people don't uh, really know how important sleep is when it comes to resting. Yes, yes, yes. So. sleep is incredibly important, not just for our physical capabilities, but also mentally, mm -hmm. because if, so let's, let, let's take into example what I did when I was younger. So we obviously go to school, we wake up at like six, half six, we go to school at half, at 7.30, school throughout the morning and throughout most of the afternoon if we're like co-curriculum activities. Yeah, yeah. From there, I go straight to gym up until maybe 10, 11 o'clock at night. By the time I'm home, it's midnight. And then we still have like homework, school work to do. Uh, right? Yes. <laughs> so that even that takes an, an hour or two. You get maybe four hours of sleep. And, and that's, then- That's not enough. It's not enough, yeah. definitely. And you feel it taking its toll on your body. Mm. Not, it's not just you feeling tired in the morning, but also mentally, you can't concentrate. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you can't focus. Mm -hmm. and, that, and if that was applied towards, towards sports and not just sitting around in class, that increases the risk of injuries as well. Right. So yeah, really big, really, really big thing. Sleep guys. Please sleep. <laughs> Please sleep. It's, it's good. I mean, you say everything like, uh, get a good warm up, uh, make sure you cool down and rest. But I'm sure, you know, sometimes you don't really follow your own advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> healthcare practitioners tend to be big hypocrites, I, I feel, because whilst we preach, you know, good health, exercise, and, you know, keeping our bodies healthy, most of the time we don't do it ourselves because we are human after all we're only human so we're bound to be lazy we're bound to to find excuses to try and to get out of doing these things because to, to a lot of people exercise is kind of like a chore in a way right, yeah. it's tiring you get sweaty you're uncomfortable and you you it's not a nice pleasant feeling so but you still need to do it you still yeah. need to do it exactly mm. so it's it's kind of a thing in, in, in this day and age where we try and, and convince people it's not just exercise and we try and give them more functional things to do that might help with their life. So you might not think gardening is an exercise, but actually doing it for an hour or two, it's really tiring. <laughs> Sitting in that position for a long time, you know, constantly trying to dig up plants, pull out weeds, water, all that meticulous work. It is still pretty tiring. I mean, and you're still using your body to do something. Exactly. Yeah, so it's but it's exercise. not like bench pressing or mm. lifting weights because that's what people perceive with exercise now. And that's not necessarily the case. All right. Yeah. So I guess we move on from here. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, you mentioned before, like you had like a lot of uh, shoulder injuries mainly from yeah. your side, right? From your sports. So what if I had re uh, already a prior injury and like how would it affect me in the future if I continued to uh, as I continue playing without like healing it or if I try to recover what should I do? Ooh hard and fast on there um, I think that well because we're all quite young injuries tend to heal pretty quickly mm -hmm. and I, I, I think we've all had the pleasure of, of, of realizing that if, if we were to sprain our ankle within a, a week or two we're able to kind of walk again mm. although it hurts but we're able to move and within the next month or so it feels like it's completely fine. Might be a little bit loose, but it feels fine, right? But honestly, it, after about three months, for us in our age of like early 20s, it, the injuries most, mostly heal. And depending on severity, generally the mild and moderate ones will heal back to baseline. So you will get back to that pre-injury that pre condition. Mm. But the key point that, a lot, what we, that we stress as, as physios is that we want you to strengthen that part. We don't want you at baseline. We want you better than baseline. Right. Because if you get hurt at that point, B, 
being stronger than that reduces the chances of you getting hurt. Does it weaken you in any way if you continuously like injure that it, uh, particular well, place? Well, it depends on the mechanism of injury. So <laughs> if, say, you were to, to sprain an ankle, right? It's more of like a tendon thing and you kind of feel tendon ligament based thing. So when you do so, you kind of feel after one or two times, one or two times, it's really easy to do it again. Okay. Yeah. And you kind of always feel your ankles a little bit off. It's because generally your the, it's almost like our body's like Play-Doh, like really resistant Play-Doh, but every time you try and mold it, it changes form. And every time you sprain your ankle, the ligament changes form too. It gets a bit weaker, a bit looser. Mm. And so it's very prone to be hurt again. And, and it goes like both ways, right? Like physically, you know it's actually weaker. And like yeah. Psychologically, you you know it's actually yeah, weaker. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that, that's why people have this this perception of like, oh, I've rolled my ankle three or four times and every time I do it again, they kind of roll their, they kind of rotate their ankle quite a bit mm. to try and like get a feel for it again, as they say, because they're worried they will get hurt again. Right. So what we as physios do is we tend to, we go past that. We strengthen the whole part of that body. So mm -hmm. we'll strengthen your whole ankle, your calf region, hopefully even your lower leg. So like even your thighs so that it can take the burden off your ankle. So, and it's able to take more before right. getting hurt again. Right. Okay. It's like almost like putting multiple band-aids on, on, on like a wound so that it doesn't break again. Uh, is it a very like long-term thing or is this more of a short-term plan to help recover and everything? Mm, I think that, our, well, we all find that with, when, when we slack off with exercise and we tend to you know, loaf around a bit, we find ourselves weaker than before. Mm. We find ourselves a lot, we, we get tired faster. And the same thing about muscles, when you build them consistently, they get stronger. But over time, while not doing anything, your body doesn't find the need for it anymore. Mm -hmm. And you don't need that bulk. And so it just kind of tries to get rid of it. Right. Okay. So by doing so, whilst we, we don't feel much of a change, it's so gradual and so minute, mm -hmm. but it, you do feel weaker over time. Like for most people during COVID, Obviously, physical activity has been, it's basically a thing of the past at that point, right? <laughs> Everyone just stayed at home constantly on the computer, on their phones or in bed. No, I'm, I'm sure some people did work out. At least they started trying the, the to work elite, out. The elites would probably. I, for one, didn't. I, I, guilty as charged, I did not exercise <laughs> for a single day. Really at all? all lockdown. Oh my. Okay. Yeah, so for the three to four months that we, I was stuck in the UK, I just sat in front of my computer all day just doing assignments. Mm -hmm. And then when all the assignments were done, I just slept all day. Wow, that, so, that sounds like a very lazy lifestyle. It was very lazy. And mm. when I came back, I felt like, I felt like crap. I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Like even, even walking for half an hour, I was out of breath. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it, I didn't think it would be that big of a change. But because of that, it's, it's giving this, this fresh new look of, okay, I can't stop. Like even if I were tired, do something. Even if it was just a small walk, 20 minutes you're giving your body the exercise it needs to kind of maintain this the kind of, physical yeah. peak that you're at. Just force yourself to do something. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And it's not the easiest thing to do, I'm sure, but we have to at some point. We have to stay healthy, right? I mean, That's the ideal. I mean, yeah. you, we want to be healthy. We want to feel good about ourselves. And exercise tends to be the hardest and quickest way to do so. Mm. I mean, I know we're young and everything, but it's really going to like uh, start piling up once we reach like our late 20s. 30s. It is, it yeah. is. And you mentioned about the fact that you're afraid that something like this might happen in the future, like mm. if you sprain your ankle, it might feel different in the future. Yes. Some people would say otherwise, but there are obviously the, the population that say, yes, I, I do feel a change and this change has affected me. 
So like in my case, I have constant back pain. It's 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 always there. It's just how much back pain. Mm. So there are mornings where I wake up and I can't move my body completely because it hurts a lot because I've been doing gym all my life. I've mm. been putting abuse through my back. And so now I'm, take, I'm taking the, the, the consequences for it. Will it affect me in the long term? Probably, mm. but I don't know. And no one really knows. Everyone's different. So I have seen people who might have to, like, you know, sprained their wrists multiple times, fractured their wrists once or twice. And they're like, okay, but after they're fine. Over, right? mm. They're actually fine. And sometimes they even forget they even had this injury before. Really? Yeah, huh. it's, it's quite weird because when, when it's no longer a problem, it's no longer an issue. It's just another topic in the back of your mind. And sometimes you just don't want to remember it. Right. And okay. Yeah. Well, um, well, based on your recommendation, actually, so you mentioned like going to gym and everything. If you had like, let's just say a personal trainer or a, you know, someone that can help to look over you, is it possible to like avoid these kind of injuries? Yes and no. Really? Um, oh. there, there are good trainers and there are bad trainers. There's, there's good coaches and there's bad coaches. So while well, I'm not saying who is good and who is bad, but it depends on one, your relationship with this, with this person. Mm-hmm. If, this, if this trainer knows your body and knows what he or she is doing, then yes, because they will teach you the proper techniques in trying to build your body and strengthen your body safely right. and within yeah. your limits. That's the key word, within your limits. Because there are those coaches, like my coach, for example, because in, in the old days, it's quite common to see China coaches just kind of push the kids to the max, just break them above and beyond, yeah. basically. Okay. That's not the right way to do it, or it's not one of the better ways of doing it. It works because otherwise people won't be doing it, but you can see how it will affect people in the long term. And if you had a personal trainer that were to teach you how to bench press properly, how to squat properly, it's miles better than trying to do it on your own because then you don't, when you don't know what to do, you get nervous, injury goes up, right? Because right? even a small adjustment that you might make might, de- might be detrimental to your posture, to your balance, and you could get hurt really easily, mm. right? And we don't know our limits because we need someone to kind of be there to, to oversee kind of, us, to, oversee us yeah. to just kind of be there in, in the event something happens. So yeah, having someone there is really good. doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a trainer. Even having a friend there, someone who knows you. So I go to the gym with, with one of my really close friends from, from uni, and we spot each other with everything we do. We make sure that we don't push ourselves too much because we don't want to get hurt, obviously. I mean, it works like that because you guys know uh, exactly. each other's like extent, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's it's much less on the emphasis of this person has to be professional, mm-hmm. but this person just needs to know you okay. and needs to know what he or she is doing, right? You don't you don't need to be a personal trainer to, to have prior gym knowledge. As long as you had like the experience. Exactly. Research is a very yeah. Research thing. is really good, yeah. but I'd be wary about like the topics out there because. Information is everywhere. Information is out there, but you want to be mindful of what you pick and what you choose. Because mm. sometimes it might be really good information, but it might not be helpful to you. Sometimes it might be good information. It will, and in the opposite spectrum, it couldn't help you at all, or it might just be bad or false information. So you just want to be mindful about picking and choosing the right ones. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, just going back a bit, because you mentioned that uh, there are like good coaches and bad coaches, good trainers, bad trainers, yeah. right? How, how would you as an individual know to choose someone that works for you, like based on your experience at least? I think um, having someone that 
work that, that, that teaches you based on what you want okay. is quite important. So if say I were to run, want to run a marathon, right? I'd obviously want someone who could teach me how to do so safely and build up to that. I wouldn't want someone who would tell me, go and bench press like every day. It's, it's like irrelevant, no really, no right? Yeah, I mean, that's the extreme form of it, but mm -hmm. you, you can kind of see how if, if you want someone that will really help you, this person needs to be able to guide you through that process. Mm -hmm. And they have to listen to you because overall it's you who's improving, it's you who's training. So the, the, the less professional ones or the ones that aren't as good won't really take that into account. And they just, they give you like a box standard like exercise that you can kind of even see on some of the Smith machines and stuff. And they just ask you to do that. It's like a check, they just ask you to do it. Like yeah, it's almost things. like a checklist because right. I mean, it's good for everyone to have that because mm -hmm. then we have a list to go through. But if we only follow that and we don't adapt and modify it to each person, then what's the point, right? Why, I mean, why are you there? Generally having a checklist is good as long as it's tailored to the person. Exactly, yeah. tailored is a very, very important thing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I find very difficult about a lot of trainers because whilst they're really, really good at bodybuilding, really, really good at producing results, right. but producing results that are favorable to the person who's actually training is a different story. So yeah, it's if you want to find someone that's really, really good, just don't not stick to one person for too long. Okay. Try out a few different ones because obviously you don't have to hire someone for an entire year, right? You could go for two, three sessions and change your training to someone else. Try their method because even the, the, the delivery of the training exercise might, might suit you better. Mm -hmm. And that helps as well mentally to try and boost you forward. Okay. So, I mean, the, the important thing here is to look for someone who is like able to tailor a exactly. routine to you. And... Uh, but basically at the end of the day, it really comes down to your decision, right? Yes. To choose someone. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So just be mindful of what you want, know what you want, and then look for someone who's able to give that to you in the way that you feel is best. Right. Okay. And once you found that uh, someone that's able to accommodate stick you, with them. Stick with them. Yeah. Oh. Until otherwise. And if you feel like they're going off topic, tell them, or if not, change. Mm -hmm. Because there's a hundred and one, no, not even hundred, but thousands, not hundreds of thousands of trainers out there. You'll, you're bound to find one find one that's really, really good for you and right. who wants to work with you. Now, you've been doing your course for how long exactly? Two years now. Currently two years. Yeah. So you're kind of almost done. Yep, it's my final year come next week. Right. So uh, actually just uh, one final question here for all of us yeah. that's listening. What are some tips on how to take care of your body? So it just can be any general thing, any health benefit or whatnot that you've learned or you've done. So you can share it with the people listening. Hmm. Uh, I think... It's gonna sound really cliche, and you've heard this multiple times, even in school. Is it sleep? <laughs> yes, sleep, sleep right, eat right. Okay. Right, so you definitely obviously need rest. If you think your body needs more rest, it probably needs more rest, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't go past eight or 10 hours because you realize after a bit of time, sleeping too much is also bad for you. You get lazy. So sleep for the right amount that you feel is necessary and be consistent with that. Have a good sleep schedule. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but try and work around that because a routine helps your body keep itself in check, right? And we all like a routine, or at least I do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of subjective, right? It's very subjective. But I, I can see the point. Yeah. yeah, and also eat right. Don't go around and have oily food and like fast food all the time because we know that that's not good for us. And I'm sure you've had our parents say this many, many, many times. Eat your vegetables and eat healthy, right? It's 
it's really difficult to do, I know, for some people, especially that when they just start to be independent and they start to, to make their own meals because obviously the frozen stuff and like the pizza, the frozen pizza is amazing, but also it's really unhealthy. And we can feel that our body knows that. So trying our best to kind of stick to, to good food categories, you know, have a healthy amount of carbohydrates with your protein, Make sure you have fiber, lots of vitamins in you as well, because that helps with digestion, mm -hmm. helps with absorbing everything. And obviously go easy on the fat. Yes, definitely. Well, our, our, our Chinese studio is great, but- let's not, not all the time. Not yeah. all the time, yeah. not every day, you know? Once every week or two is great, yeah. good treat. Mm. I mean, you've been overseas for like quite a while now, right? Yeah. And then you just came back because of the whole COVID situation. But yeah. I'm sure you had to like, take care of your own like cooking and everything. Yeah. So any recommendations? Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of us, like uni students or uh, at least like students in general, like they're living alone in dorms. They yeah. have, like you said, like, they'll, they'll get lazy. They'll just buy like frozen stuff, make it mm -hmm. quick and simple. So what would you recommend for um, a nice, nice thing to prepare, I guess? I think the biggest inspiration I had was just going online and mm -hmm. just checking for budget meals that were healthy and just trying to assess it from there, is it really actually healthy or is, is it just like a gimmick? Right. And more of the times not, is it actually quite healthy? And then what I do is instead of making a meal every day, I just make a batch of it mm -hmm. of three or four meals and just freeze those extra portions. If you're having it that night itself, that's great. But I know some people can't, can't or won't want to have the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. So you can always freeze portions of certain, kind of certain kinds of food and just leave it for another day and whenever you need it, Hit it in the microwave or put it in the pan again and just reheat it. So oh, uh, a lot of those are meal prep, right? That's what they call Pretty it. Pretty much meal prep, yeah. yeah. And I, I tend to do that quite a lot, especially with my internships mm -hmm. and with all the frequent times that come up because mm -hmm. I really do get tired and lazy when I come back in the evenings. So mm -hmm. having just that option of picking something up from the freezer and it's like five minutes and it's ready, but you know what you've put into it and so you know it's healthy for you, mm -hmm. it, it really does help. Okay. So I think that's the biggest thing I, 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 I'd say to try and practice, but it's difficult. Of course, yeah. but you just need to get into it, make it a habit. Exactly, just bit by bit and you'll, you'll get there. All right, um, I guess let's uh, do a bit of closing remarks. So yeah. anything you want to say to uh, any student athletes or recommendations, uh, tips for uh, whatever they do and whatnot? Any, any last closing remarks that you want to give? I guess the, the, the big thing is know what know your body know your limits and if you ever feel like you are hurt or if that something doesn't feel right don't be afraid to seek help it doesn't have to be physical it could be something that you're dealing with emotionally mentally socially that's all fine because we're all human and you're not in this alone there are always people out there to help you so even if it is as simple as just having someone to talk to i found that very very helpful especially in, in, during COVID because the, the loneliness was getting to me. <laughs> I'm sure like playing sports as well can be pretty stressful. Exactly. So yeah. if, if you do feel that stress is creeping up on you, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to look out for someone because I'm sure there'll be people out there that will be willing to do the same. Mm. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's all we have to ask you. Thank you very much, Ben, for coming to our podcast. No problem. And uh, I hope you guys uh, learned something from today. See you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.